I went to Disney World. It was crazy. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'll have to show you pictures. It was pretty funny. Magnus, he was very overwhelmed by the whole thing. But part part of the funniest thing about the about it was just kind of that he, I think he was almost more impressed by like the public transportation around it than, <laughs> than Disney World itself. Like we could have just rode the monorail and the buses and the trams and he would have been like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, he enjoyed it. He used to call me on my cell. You Hey there, and welcome back to Beats, Rye, and Types, your favorite podcast about music, food, and programming. I'm your host, MRB, and I'm here as always with the one and only Aaron Quint, AQ. What's up, AQ? What up? Nice. (laughs) I like that fade effect. That was sick. Uh, You've been brought into this episode by the dulcet tones of, or actually the raging party jamming tones of Erica Badu's new mixtape. And her cover of Drake's Hotline Bling, which she calls Cellular Device. Have you heard this jam before? <laughs> I haven't. That sounds awesome. Oh, it's so it's so sick. I can't. Her male suitors used to call you call her on her cellular device, and she flips. <laughs> she flips the she flips the script and turns the tables uh, on that song, and it's really good. Um, so that's that that whole mixtape is good. Maya's gonna be mad at me for not choosing her favorite song on the mixtape. Uh, which is that there's a song with her and Andre 3000. That's also good, but I don't know. I'm feeling the Hotline Bling cover. So that's it. So today we're going to uh, talk talk about our year, our 2015, which is wrapping up soon. And as the show will probably be published in one of the last weeks of the year, uh, that will be, that's, we're going to call that appropriate. We might sneak another one in before the <laughs> end of the year, but we're not sure. We've been busy on our pizza book, but we've been, you know, I think it's a, it's a good time for us to reflect. We're, we're reflective fellows. One thing that obviously both, I mean, we're, since we're on the podcast, um, one thing that we would talk about this year is the the podcast that's been a thing that we started in uh february and has lasted us until uh almost the end of december now which is great this this will be the 30 this will be the 40 41st 41st first episode the quiet storm is the 40th episode <laughs> so this is the 41st so that means we'll make around 40, 40 something episodes this year how many episodes did you think we were going to make when we made the first one what was your did you have a guess i was thinking like 16 16 <laughs> yeah. that's pretty generous yeah. all right well we 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 exceeded that almost by almost by four times or by you know by three times you never know because like whatever maybe it wasn't gonna maybe it wouldn't be fun or maybe it wouldn't be good or something but it turned out to be fun and the goodness is not necessarily us up for us <laughs> to decide but we're getting enough positive feedback that uh it somehow keeps us going so the podcast is a thing that comes to mind for the year there were other changes in our lives that come to mind for the year there's lots of things that happen in the world you know i do this a lot but since you kind of suggested it i was going <laughs> to ask you what you had in mind but the end of the the end of a year is a good time to talk about like what your intentions are for 
the for the following year. That's maybe true. That could be a di- maybe that could be a different episode. Yeah, maybe we um, should do a resolutions episode next. <laughs> <laughs> a resolute to eat pizza and sell pizza books. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast. What else? What are the other big things for you this year? I mean, yeah, I, I think we are both very reflective. So I was thinking about that at the end of the year. I always spend a lot of time thinking about how this year went, even though it is an arbitrary span of time re- revolution around the earth. Basically I it's for some reason it always gets me in a reflective mood where I feel like I need to like reflect on the fact that a whole year passed by and I was whether or not I was pretty aware of the time passing is always a thing I like to think about. Some years I feel like I like it, I blinked and it and it disappeared and I didn't even stop to smell the roses but this year i think I, I did a decent job of trying to be present and focus on the things that matter though i've gotten caught up a couple times in the in in doom and gloom <laughs> i mean but this year has for the world as you were saying has been a kind of tumultuous year so it's been it's been hard to necessarily escape that feeling at some points for sure also, I was like on the way back, I was on a trip this week and on the way back, I was like catching up on all these New Yorker articles and they were all pretty doomy. <laughs> so I kind of left, I kind of approached this week and this feeling with like, holy shit, there's so much really horrible stuff going on in the world. And I feel very hashtag blessed right now um, for a lot of things. So, I mean, that's, that's a, this year was full of a lot of really awesome things and a lot of awesome stuff that got done, which which always feels really good. 2015 uh, has been a really interesting year in the in the in the world. I mean, in our country, in our in you know in the areas where we're from and where we live and beyond. You know, as much as I'm obvious, as much as not obviously, as, as much as I'm not a fan of like the presidential election, like starting two years before the actual election or whatever, like to see uh, social justice issues and stuff like come up uh, and, and, and like have actually hear like people talk about it and it being like a mainstream thing to talk about things that are important to me socially and politically uh, has been really interesting and obviously frustrating because, you know, mainstream media's ability to handle that is, is not great just it's just remarkable to see the how so much of uh, a lot of things that have been going on for a really long time have kind of come to the surface and it's just crazy it's a fucking crazy time to be alive i think it's like i I try not to get too caught up in that too because i know that one thing that i kind of came to peace with pretty early in my in my life like when probably when i was like a late teenager early 20s was that like Everyone in every period of history always thinks that about their period of history. Like, (laughs) I think that was beaten into my head enough that by various people older than me that I just don't, I try not to make too big a deal out of it. You know, everything seems like a catastrophe and everything is always impossible to handle. And the next generation is always quite a threat to the one that preceded it. I try not to get too caught up in like in that doom and gloom stuff too, but it's definitely a remarkable time to be an adult and an interesting time to be raising children. And, you know, I'm not bored. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm certainly not. I certainly don't know the answers to everything or hardly anything. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit happening right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I think 2015 is this year. I mean, where I had, because of my work situation and general life situation I had way more time to like read and 
think about things than I ever had in the past. I spent a lot of time reading about social justice, which was very interesting and something new to me as a college student and beyond. Like I prided myself in knowing about issues and forming, you know, general opinions on them. But I, I don't, I think this is the first year where I ever spent like a significant amount of time really reading in depth about different topics around that. Maybe that's just becoming an adult or maybe that's just be like, to your point, I don't know if that's just because of the state of things, the state of our friendship and the people that we tend to surround ourselves with or, or just becoming an adult and growing up and, and realizing and having kids, I think too, as you, as you mentioned as well, like, you know, thinking about those things and thinking about communities and, and where we stand in, in them, like is kind of, uh, has become way more important to me than it ever, ever was before. A lot of the, my favorite books of the year were that I read, not necessarily that came out this year, but that I read were, um, nonfiction books about various different uh, esoteric topics from how to build a wood oven to um, Between the World and Me by Tennessee Coates. So the two very, very different subject matters, but two things that uh, I definitely learned a lot from. We're, we're definitely living in a time where that stuff, no matter what, is just more, if you choose to tune into it, there is an, there is an endless amount of um, knowledge that you can gain without really like doing anything by just opening yourself up to the, you know, waves of Twitter and social media and, and just mainstream news, whatever it is. Like you don't really have to do anything to other than, than listen to being relatively informed these days, which is like, uh, I don't know if that's a major change, but for me, that definitely was a realization in 2015. It's also amazing because well, one thing that I think that I, I kind of relearned or re-realized is the, the, the depth and range of amazing existing scholarship on all of these subject areas and just like how much you really can read from experts and that you can kind of a la carte choose how you absorb this information and how deeply you read into it. And I spent several months reading about things relating to uh you know prisons and incarceration and 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 uh all i mean and it was just and police and the origins of policing and all these things and it was just like amazing to realize that again that there's like just all these rabbit holes that you can go down so much interesting uh material that you can read and so you know the united states has a rich cultural history around uh writing about this kind of subject performing about this kind of subject there's poetry and fiction and nonfiction and academic uh writing and music and plays and films and anything any way that you can imagine someone expressing themselves. Uh, people have put a significant amount of energy into using those media to express these kinds of social ideas and ask these kinds of questions. So it's been cool. And I've been really trying to expose my kids to that, all those ideas a lot too, and bringing them to museums a lot and showing them art and talking to them about people and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I think 2015 is a year that a lot of people kind of learned that, you know, it is our responsibility to be educated and to, you know, learn everything we can about 
the way the world works <laughs> and how it's fair to some people and unfair to some other people. And, and that as people who the world tends to be fair to, it's our responsibility to, you know, level it out as much as we can. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, I've I had this feeling in years past, but I think now more than ever. And I just I was actually just at JSConf. Uh, and I gave a talk about kind of everything I learned in the past five years, and hopefully the video will be up soon. It was a, I'm pretty proud of the talk. I think it came together really well. But one of the things that I wanted people to take away from it is that at this point in time in the world and just in general, like you can really learn how to do and learn anything you want about almost anything. Like there's pretty, not just the vastness of the knowledge of the internet, but just in general, like books and history and everything like there's like, if you think that, oh, I want to know about rockets or whatever, or whatever it is, some, some arcane subject, like it's within your ability to learn that subject matter. And I think uh, shout out to papers we love, because I think that that's like a good, not, not just model, but like representation of that, that there are engineers who maybe didn't necessarily go to grad school, some who did, but are willing to like delve in and learn about these kind of deep, what some people would see, see as only like the realm of scholars, you know, in computer science and share that knowledge with people who are, you know, engineers who are living it day to day, which I think is really cool. I, I, what I also, the other aspect of that, that I wanted people to take away is that no matter, not only can you learn anything, but whatever you think you're like disrupting or inventing or like trying to create someone has spent a lot more time than you thinking about it and whether or not you agree with them, it's important to like know something about that and realize something about that and look into it. And I'm not just talking about computer science or like programming. I'm talking about like management and people and food, whatever it is, like all those music, whatever it is, like someone spent some time thinking about probably anything that you're that you're thinking about and what you can just go and f at least seek out that information you know um and that's like something that i that really came to the forefront for me in 2015 was like it's a feeling of like being overwhelmed but also of unlimited power almost you know literally like if the wood oven thing like if i want to figure out how to build a wood oven take the time and space and money to do it in my backyard the the intention and the possible possibilities of it are actual and real and that's that's like a pretty powerful and you know confidence building thing to realize i guess yeah it is yeah totally what did what did you learn in 2015 or what's like a a skill or something that you're going to take away it i was thinking about this earlier actually because uh, I made, you know, I made my first piece of pottery, like in the very early part of 2015, also like around the first, around the time that we started this podcast, actually. And it was just like last week, actually, that like, for the first time I was at the pottery studio and I was able to like take a six pound piece of clay and like throw something that was really like nice and tall and even and the right weight for its size. And I was just like, my, my teacher was there. It was like a Monday night. It wasn't open studio. It was like the, my normal class time. It was just that moment where like something, something, something clicked. And it was like, it took me a full year to be able to do that. Like I was trying to do that over like building up to that point for like a full 12 months going to the studio, like, 
a couple times a week as for as many weeks as I could for the past 40 something weeks or whatever. So I may have been there like a hundred times. I don't even actually know. It's pretty awesome to look back at my like complete inability to do that. And now I can do something that's like pretty awesome because I just didn't let failing over and over again, get in the way <laughs> of me, like being able to actually do it. That's a cool thing. I, I have a feeling that like, I'll remember that be, I'll, for a while because it's something I intend to pursue for a long time. I'm, I'm really excited to see what looking back after five years will be like if I'm able to sustain it. Yeah, I mean, it also reminded me the power of like teachers, like just having a, having teachers around really resonated with me again this year after like having a couple of years without really good contact with anything like that, where the reason I had that like breakthrough finally is because I was at the studio like the day before and I was trying over and over again to do this thing. And one of the teachers kind of offhandedly made a remark to me about like my technique. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a good thing to think about. And then like I thought about it overnight. And then the next day when I went in, I had like translated it into my head and was able to practice it. And it worked. And I was like, whoa, like that's the power <laughs> of like having someone else around. It's actually the sentiment of a lot of people that speak out against massive online open courses and like, you know, not having teachers is that the value of a teacher is it's not about the lesson and the transmission of the lesson. It's like all the other stuff. And that incidental stuff is just like, it's really valuable. And so, and that, and that kind of echoes things that I've been thinking a lot about this year in terms of like working remotely for a year for the first time and just missing that random conversation that happens and the value of that is very real. You know, it's very powerful and very real, particularly if you have a certain kind of personality. Yeah, teachers are awesome. I think it was very positive for my mental health that I was able to like be a student this year. Um, I think that really helped me out a lot. Yeah, it brings up some interesting questions about which I, a lot of people are struggling with and thinking about now, which is like, the nature of remote work. And that's like a very modern and very new problem that people haven't fully figured out how to wrap their head around, like trying to, you know, get the, that random and, you know, spontaneous sparks that you're, you know, that you're talking about that, like just, you know, Slack can't really fully reproduce. I don't think it's, it's what are your, what are your big take? What's a big takeaway for you? Well, running a conference was like a big thing this year. And like that was the organization and planning required to do that. I learned like a huge amount from that between that and the Kickstarter and running the podcast and the marketing all around all three of those. I think I, I learned a fair bit about social media and online marketing, which is not something I don't think I don't think I went into the year thinking I was going to spend a lot of time thinking or learning about that. And not necessarily like I'm an expert now, but I definitely have a much better sense of what is involved and what, what, what it takes than I did before. Um, and it's a skill for sure. Like not that I didn't respect all the people in all the marketing departments before, but I definitely assumed that there was, uh, it was more about like the tools and the personal relationships than it was about like the, the actual work. And while that's true, like tools and personal relationships are important. There's definitely like a skill and like, a 
expertise to be learned from from people in that field and so shout out to marketers everywhere because <laughs> it actually is something that that takes that takes practice and is something that now you know it just seems like it's it's hard because there's so much noise so trying to filter your way through that basically is the skill and it's it's really 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 hard i'm proud that we've been able to grow the podcast to how far we have and that we have almost a thousand people who've backed the kickstarter book the pizza book through kickstarter but i think a lot of that has to do with kickstarter supporting us too which is yeah which is great um so shout out to them the second half of the year especially is it was super positive for me in terms of like just getting building things and getting things done and it's taken a long time and I'm still trying to refine my groove of like building things and wanting to create again because I was kind of in in the in a low point of that for a very long time. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm hoping. I mean, we'll talk more about this in the resolutions episode, I guess, but I'm hoping to mm-hmm. to like dive into 2016 with like a real positive outlook on like just trying to just trying to create again and trying to focus on building awesome things and collaborating with people and you know, realizing that that's not just the physical spontaneity like you were talking about, but like I really, really, really realized that I, as much as I like building things by myself, I love like working with other people to like make something much more than I could do by myself. And I think that that's all the projects that I'm proud of this year are reflections of that. The Pizza Book and Catskills Conf and this podcast are reflections of the fact that like, sure, I could have just done a podcast where I talk by myself for 40 minutes and whether or not (laughs) anyone would listen to it or like, you know, just gone off and written not maybe not a pizza book, but something else. And maybe I could have had some success with it, but I had it. the, The fact that you were a part of both of those things and Steve and all the my co-organizers of Catskills Conf like made them all 10x, 100x more awesome than they were if any of us had just done it by ourselves. So like that's like a a lesson I'm definitely carrying into the to the new year. Yeah, that's a great lesson. I mean, I feel the same way. I you know uh, I I always joke about you know people asking me you know why why don't you just make an app you know and the answer is because it's not i just don't i just don't think that way you know i I, i've always gotten the most out of doing something with someone else and i don't just think sit around thinking about ideas for this for the sake of sitting around and thinking about them so anyone else you want to shout out for 2015 shout outs well let's just do one one last little question like what was what was the best thing you ate in 2015 to try to consolidate it into our our actual themes yeah right i mean so uh we can do best mu- some music things and some food things real quick i think uh I saw some great live rap music in 2015, so that was really dope. Kendrick Lamar and Vince Staples were both really great live, so shout out to those guys for bringing amazing live performances. But when Aaron and I were coming up, hip-hop wasn't known for having great live shows, even the underground rappers. It was hard. A lot of times people struggled with sound systems, and it's hard to get on. But like, it's important to have a good live show now because that's how a lot of musicians make most of their money. So... These guys are hustling and doing amazing shit live. So definitely go see any of these guys. I've heard the same thing about Earl and Tyler and all those guys too. So 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 that's dope. Food. 
I really have enjoyed Rose's Luxury. Uh, that's still probably the place where I've had the best food that I've had since I moved to DC. So I'll shout out the I'll shout out the summertime strawberry sp- strawberry tomato sauce with spaghetti that I ate uh, there the first time I went there. That that might have been the best thing that I ate in 2015. And it's very different than what I ate. And also, shout out to Superiority Burger, Veggie Burger was also mind blowing, and their <laughs> and their gelato. So that's it. How about you? What'd you eat? What'd you What'd you listen to? What did you eat? Yeah, I listened to this music. This year was a good year for music. I think there was a lot of a lot of instrumental music this year. I was like looking at like my Spotify year in review, and this year more than any other year in my previous years, I think I listened to like more mainly instrumental jazz, hip-hop, and vaguely electronic music, um, which you've all have heard throughout the past couple months on on this show. I really, I can't stop that Floating Points album that I played last time. I know it's the end of the year. It's always like albums that come out at the end of the year always end up on my top, the top of my list, but I like really can't stop listening to that album. It's really good. And then for food, I was like, thinking about in September, I went to Spain. Usually my reaction to good food is like, oh, I want to like try to recreate, you know, some aspect of this when I get home and all the food I had there, I'm like, no, I'm not even going to fucking try. (laughs) Actually, probably the single best thing I had all year was these razor clams a la plancha that I had uh, in, in Barcelona. It was just, and literally all it was, was like razor clams cooked on a flat top and olive oil and salt, and that's it. And they were like literally the best things I've had in in forever. And I was sitting at this bar at this restaurant by myself. I was just sitting by myself, and I like wanted to high five someone so bad. I, <laughs> I wanted to like be you to be there and eating them with me, or and I there was no one there, and I just had to like sit there and like contentedly nod my head in approval. And so I've been thinking about that ever since. I'm not even going to try to recreate it. It was just too good. So I just got to go back to Spain and have them again. Basically, it's the only way it's going to work. That sounds dope. I want to eat that. Yeah. We should go to Spain on our book tour. Yeah. We, we steam oysters <laughs> and over the fire every year in Thanksgiving. And we did that this year. And that was also incredible. We put a, we throw like a plank like a big uh, sheet of wood, a sheet of plywood over the back of like the, you know, four wheeler and cover it with newspaper and then dump all the oysters out on there. And then everyone goes crazy. That's awesome. That's really good. All right. 2015. We made a We made a podcast and a book. (laughs) You made a conference and we did a lot of other good things. And uh, you made some pots. We made some pizza. I made a lot of pots, made a lot of pizza. I have some really good ideas for more pizza recipes. Uh, thanks to everyone again who helped uh, out with the pizza book uh, and backed us. There's still time left. By the time you hear this, there'll be a couple of days left. So tell your friends, tell your moms to like us on facebook.com slash beats ride types. Follow us on twitter.com slash beats ride types. You can still support us monthly at our patreon.com slash beats ride types and back our pizza book so we can maybe have a cool extra stretchy stretch goal that we have we're still trying to figure out precisely what that'll be so you want to say you want to say some outros <laughs> yeah uh shout out to everyone who's really supported the podcast this year it's been awesome and we're really looking forward to 2016 it's going to be it's going to be ill yeah we'll have maybe 90 episodes at the end or something like that <laughs> that'll be cool I think, I think, and I think maybe we'll see where we're talking about hanging out a bunch in January. Anyway, maybe we'll have a 
Beats Ride Types episode 50 party somewhere. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. That would be rad. Yeah, we're planning some cool shit for the new year, so stay tuned. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.